Everybody and go. You said go. Let's just go. You said go. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to a takeover recovering Hall of Fame induction debating shit spewing episode of the Brothers of Discussion. We're gonna talk everything, literally everything, from Shane's build, from conquering NXT hero to blood and shit spewing heel. Stop to another edition of the Wednesday Night Wars. That much, much more. Matt. Another hot, spicy week of wrestling. How are you doing? Mike, let's tear the shit out of this week. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> we got two shits. Just three, four shits, five shits, six shits, seven shits. Just in the opening alone, seven shits. <laughs> My God. It's like eight shit Shane is all over the start. Man, you can say whatever you want on Monday Night Raw. The floodgates are open. The shits, it's like... It's like the shining, but instead of blood, it's shit. Mike, the shit, shit has hit the fan, and now everybody's throwing shit everywhere. Just the shit. The shit has hit the fan. <laughs> shit, shit, shitty, Becky shit, Lynch shit, 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 shit. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man, where can the beautiful find all of the brothers of discussion related shit they could ever want? They can find it at bodpodcast.com and brothersofdiscussion.com. Find us on Twitter at bodpodcast where you can find all our shitty memes and our shitty videos and all of our <laughs> shitty hot takes. And I, I mean that in the most glowing, lovely, like, <laughs> like Shayna Baszler. A show. This is a family show. Oh, right. I forgot. Which means you can say shit whenever you want, just like WWE. <laughs> was that uh was that tweet? Did you see that? Was that just a fabrication I saw of Shayna clapping back at somebody who complained about Shayna Baszler saying shit? Or was oh or was no, that No, I missed that tweet. All right. Well, oh. I tell you what. While while I'm running through this stuff, let's see if I can find it. Uh, right. because we, we should, we should talk about it, actually. <laughs> that should be in our Shayna Baszler shit-eating segment. Um, <laughs> and I, I'll, I'll say, before anybody, like, starts rolling their eyes too hard, I thoroughly enjoyed that, that ending to her, her statement. Um, alright. So, it was, uh, bodpodcast.com and brothersofdiscussion.com. Uh, what else do we do? Uh, you can follow our, our hockey podcast, which is about the Detroit Red Wings at BOD Hockey. Yeah, we're going to get paid, son. Hell yeah! We're going to get paid. Woo! And all we that. get paid to talk about the terrible Red Wings. Woo! <laughs> and all that. We do this for free. This is for free. Well, all that, uh, all that money's going to go back to you. To the wrestling podcast. The Brothers oh. of Discussion Faithful. Oh. Well, I mean, you know, because then we'll get to put it back yeah. into the show. The show gets better and. Um, quick, yeah. quick shout we'll out a sizzle to, reel together. <laughs> quick shout out to, to Amy D. Amy, you know who you are. I, I just throw the D in there for funsies. She is the um, advocate. She sent me, uh, a message today and I, I just, life really does get in the way, uh, all the time. I mean, I have, I, I had to get an oil change today, Mike, cause I pushed it to the limit and you could hear that it needed an oil change. Just doing getting groceries and oh my god it's just and and you you think you know you think like just sending one goddamn message and boom you should be done uh but no it it like i want to put thought into it and i got to read everybody else's message so amy it it is a coming i'm thinking about the message i haven't responded to yet so don't feel like i'm ignoring you i know you're gonna hear this or maybe you maybe maybe you'll block us after i haven't answered you yet but here here's the public apology for not uh responding yet and uh amy you are one of our brothers of discussion faithful and closest buddies so uh in public in front of everyone (laughs) i apologize um okay (laughs) now that that's uh that's all the bid business except for the instagram go to brothers underscore of underscore discussion mike i found out i told everyone last week i was going to post all of our podcasts also on igtv unfortunately they're too long so if we want to get those on igtv mike we got to go shorter we got to condense them we got to go any any second less than an hour and it'll fit because uh, I even so what I do is I I use uh, Headliner, which I've mentioned before. Uh, shout out to Headliner. Any of the videos you guys see 
on Twitter or uh, Instagram. That is, is us talking over like a picture of our episode uh, graphic. Uh, that's thanks to Headliner. Uh, but if the episode's too long and I try to shorten it in another video editing software, it gets too big. Like the, the file size is too big. So the episode gets short enough to fit, but the file size gets way too big. So it's just that it's, it's a problem in every direction. But if it was 59 minutes and 59 seconds and, and damn it all to hell, I'm ruining that by continuing to talk. That's right. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of people like hot dogs. And if you guys like to see how the sausage is made, Matt can continue for the rest of the 59 and 59. Here we go. All right. So, uh... How, how does headliner work? No. <laughs> Step one. All right. No. Matt, uh, let's get in. Are you ready? Mike, I don't mind if you put something like this, uh, pull something like this, but my kids were watching, and if you aren't going to keep it PG, you should say so. That's uh, Sean Austin replying to Shada Baszler, showing off her video of saying, I'm going to tear your shit apart i'm gonna rip you to shit uh you know as Liv biscuit once said fuck's just a word and it's all fucked up <laughs> so i think Shayna really took that to heart i think she's clearly a closeted Liv biscuit fan i know you're in there i know that well, that chocolate starfish cd is on a rack mike um, she uh, responded to this tweet if you'd like to hear it oh i was gonna speak for her but matt please what did she say she said or you could be a father and tell them I am a terrible person and they shouldn't like me for that. <laughs> Why is the onus always on the performer and never on the parents? <laughs> I, As Eminem once said, and they blame it on Marilyn and the heroine. You know, where were the parents at? And look where it's at, Middle America. You know, God I, I do actually, uh, this is, this is I, I did want to talk about this during the show. I don't, let me see if you added it to the notes. Um, so Baron Corbin, and this, this is to your point, uh, Baron Corbin had a, a wonderful message uh, that came out this week about how stupid the idea of, like, following Dave Meltzer is. Uh, and and how what a waste of a life Meltzer has had. And here we are. I mean, what are we doing? We're doing the same thing. We watch wrestling and we analyze it week after week. But um, we say it's out of love, right? But the idea that Corbin was was coming after was like this. Uh, what what if what if we looked at wrestling as like bands? You know, like if you like right. metal music, but you don't like this one particular metal band, could you imagine attending every single concert that that metal band that you hate has and then continuing to write article after article <laughs> talking about how <laughs> shitty that metal band is instead of just going to watch you know you're gonna go i can't think of a oh my god i can't think of a single metal band right now uh you uh, know you go and watch maiden, iron maiden yeah iron maiden was the one that came to mind too uh instead of just going to watch iron maiden and having a good time you go you know this this new metal bullshit um no, and I, I, I really, I really like that thought by Corbin. Like he really put it in perspective for me. So I'm not gonna watch <laughs> AEW anymore. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I just, I think you and I come at it with, uh, we, we've never told anybody not to watch WWE or AEW. I think I, I, you know, we get to a point where I get super frustrated, and I, you know, we, like I. I'm going to the Royal Rumble, and you're telling me Drew McIntyre is going to win the Rumble, and I'm telling you, no, no, Mike, it's just not going to happen. It's not in the cards. Yeah, we've said to not, you know, support the artists, not the, you know, not the company mm. that they don't give a fuck about you. Right. Uh, but the artists are out there performing for your entertainment. Thank you. But yeah. Go ahead. Uh, so I, I, that's actually what I wanted to do. It's like kind of break this down and get your thoughts on it, because this. Unfortunately, I brought this up and I didn't put it in the notes, so we might have to <laughs> chop off uh, a couple of ditties here that uh, I kind of just rolled off the top of my head so we could fill we'll out the to, show. We might have to ax your, uh, the 15 minutes we're going to do for Drew McIntyre poetry. <laughs> uh, but go ahead, man. We'll try and squeeze it in. We'll see. Well, I just... I, I think he's right. Right? I mean... What a, what a waste of time that if if you really do hate something, 
that you will read every article, absorb all the content that is revolved around the hate of that wrestler, of that, you know, the show that you're watching. I, I just, I don't yeah, know. Am I, I, uh, are we doing the wrong thing here? Or Maybe so. You know, there's a lot of people who don't really know how to, how to channel their frustration with something they love. So they say they hate it, but hate can only be there with love. It's, uh, it's two sides of the same coin. Um, I just, that kind of connects, it still kind of connects back to Baszler though, with, you know, people whining about, you know, her saying something, you know, like shit, what's on a show that's supposed to be a family show, when really, it's not like she has the green light to say whatever she wants. She, you know, she's on a produced television program, you know, who clearly got permission from USA, you know, to uh, stretch the bounds of, you know, what's acceptable language on an 8 to 11 p.m you know, basic cable television program. It's, you know, and WWE strategically probably allowed her to retweet that particular tweet and respond to it, uh, you know, to further, you know, grind the bowlers of people who are, um, you know, maybe upset about that. And then that just further, you know, gets the conversation going because then there's people defending it, people arguing against it, and it's just getting the conversation going. It's it's all it's all choreographed, and at this point, I, I think shame on you if you're you still don't get it. <laughs> you're still just you know not not heeding the words of Baron Corbin. You're you're not getting that Shane Baszler's <laughs> tweets are a work. Um, this is where I I don't know if that that side of it gets me uh, too you know wound up. I'm just here's what I wanted to ask you, man. This is my first hot tag, uh, Shayna. At Survivor Series was the conquering NXT hero. Um, when she strolled out to the Royal Rumble, people cheered for her. She's the conquering hero. We thought she was going to be the one to unseat Charlotte, you know, the heavy favorite. Yeah. Um, what I want to know is between her giving Becky, a, you know, a back of the neck, back of the neck bite, uh, blood everywhere, and then the following week she gets to drop an S bomb. Is she doing enough? to get booed at WrestleMania? Or do you think that people are going to, you know, be approving of this uh, uh, radical bitch monster they're building? I, I mean, that's always, that's, I, I feel like that might be the wrong question because isn't it always preference? Don't we sit here and we love MJF and, we love the Miz before he turned into Good Miz, um, right? We love Daniel Bryan when he was Bad Daniel. Right? I mean, are we? <sighs> they can do all they want, right? Isn't that the world we live in now? Is they try and tell the story that they want to tell, and then we just pick it up the way we want to pick it up. You and I go to the Royal Rumble, and we're cheering for Baron Corbin, and then the rest of the stadium is booing for him, and we've still yeah, we're appreciating the work, right? Yeah. Right. So I I mean I I guess it's That's possible they could put in enough to they yeah, can put yeah. in all the work in the in the world is what I'm saying and and it still might not matter. Uh do you I, That's a you know what? That's a great way to look at it cuz you just kind of jogged my brain a little bit cuz I think I have a really smooth brain. I need more wrinkles in there. We've we've learned that smooth brains equal stupidity. All right. So <laughs> what I mean with that Shayna getting booed like Baron Corbin is maybe the not the only one because I've definitely watched enough Kona Reeves matches in my life and nobody roots for that guy. <laughs> right. But uh, he's not the finest. Uh, sorry. Uh, but Baron legitimately gets heat and he really does get booed. Do you think Shayna could get to that level for the women's division? No, because Baron Corbin's getting go away heat. He's getting I hate you heat. He's getting I can't believe you're still on TV heat. Even though like it that's that's where it's based in and yeah. i mean think about who he's fighting right now he's also going up against roman reigns like that going back to what you were saying before and all the strategy that goes into this this decision making there's a reason he's fighting roman reigns and they aren't trying to you know like uh, i guess this is kind of hard to explain because now i'm going back in the past but you know when Seth yeah. Rollins was starting to die out. You know, having him go up against Seth Rollins was just kind of like, what? What are we doing? Seth Rollins is losing all of his momentum. Nobody wants to see Baron Corbin on TV. It's just, 
Um, so like Corbin right now, let, let's let's dissect this further. He's in the right spot, right? Because he was in the championship conversation, and now he's just in like a high mid card feud, which is perfect for him, in, in my opinion. Uh, that means you're leaving room oh, wait, who, for wait, who is he feuding with? Roman Reigns still. Oh yeah 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 yep 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 okay. So <clears throat> he's. He's out of the championship conversation, and the problem that everybody always has is that you can't tell a story in the championship uh, level. You have to just have your two best guys go at it. And, you know, everybody has their own opinion of who the best guy is. And let's let's rewind back six months where everybody was like, Good, I can't wait till Gable gets his shot. Yeah, where'd all those people go? Exactly. Um, so that's, that's always just a mess when you get a guy that's, that's too high on the card and, and, in the world's opinion, and then he gets that go away heat. So I don't think we want Shayna Baszler to get the heat that Baron Corbin has now, uh, if it means having it based where it used to be based, because I think Corbin is so good and we, and you said it best. We just, we, we appreciate the work that he's done. He is so good at his job that he's helped mutate or at least combine like real heat with wrestling heat, like real yeah. go away heat with. And they ended, like if they had tried to turn him face or something like that, like, could you imagine what a clusterfuck that would be? But no, they just doubled down. They said, nope, he's still going to be on your TV. He's not going away. And Corbin, tell, tell you what, you're going to be. You're going to be king of the ring now, and it's going to be that much worse. But that, yeah, yeah, I guess it's it's muddied. Uh, it was not smooth for me to get to that point, uh, but I, I think Corbin so, you know so, and Baszler. You know what's he, funny is, yeah, we have we've never really. I don't think we've ever really touched this idea, but you know how we've talked about like Roman and people, you know, kept him at arm's length because you know they they didn't feel like he earned the love of the fans. Yeah. You know, and they had he had the rocket strapped to him, and he was winning every match. Right. And you had to you had to earn the cheers. Correct. I don't think we've ever really talked about like by the same token. You also like these fans. You know, there's no such thing as um, a free dinner. No. Um. Like it feels <laughs> like everybody everybody is kind of aware of what's going on. Like the dirt yeah. sheets are everywhere. Uh-huh. Um. You're so aware of you know booking decisions what's coming around the corner what's going to happen at you know big events so it's kind of interesting that you also at this point because the crowd is so aware you also have to earn the booze yeah instead of like tepid "Eh, we would prefer you didn't win i think the crowd genuinely appreciates heels kind of like the baron corbin treatment and that's why he gets a heavier boo so I think they're I think they're definitely looking at Baszler as an asset. I think that's why they're giving her these these um, high profile um, heelish spots, and the way they've treated WrestleMania for the women's division the past couple of years, um, they kind of reboot the whole year at WrestleMania um, when it was Ronda, you know, when it was Becky, and now it kind of looks like they're going all in on Shayna, and I think it's uh, it's going to be pretty interesting because she, you know could conceivably hold that belt for a while on the main roster. I think it's it's pretty cool. I I mean, um, I, I agree with that. I, I just, um, I think... Well, I want to... Yeah, go ahead. No, I just... Because I know, you know, we don't want to go too far into our time here, but um, oh. like with Shayna, I feel like, you know, that's that's definitely got some poly... It's got some poly dangerously written all over it, um, the way she's uh, pushing the envelope a little bit. And I just wanted to talk about two other things. One... I don't think we really know what Bailey's doing at WrestleMania. You have to assume it's against Sasha. Um, and that's a build that I feel people would really want to watch them, like, feud against each other, especially with the tables turned, you know, with who's who, who's heel, who's face. But, Matt, you made a point. Uh, what was the reaction for Charlotte Flair declaring herself uh, her Royal Rumble uh, uh, oh. reward? She gets to pick the champion that she fights at, at Mania. She picked uh, Rhea Ripley, who we love a lot. Yep. And uh, Matt, how did that? Uh, how did that go over? Um. Yeah. There it is. And you don't <laughs> mean personally. 
I mean, oh, you do, did but I not shit my exclusively, pers personally. Yeah. No, it's just the, the execution of everything. Always that, that seems to be the key word that we throw around all the time. Um, I just, what what's going down seems like it's more convoluted than it ever had to be. Um, I don't... I don't appreciate the use of, of Charlotte that now, like, with how flat those promos were, uh, and it was really Bianca Belair, and we talked about it last week, that kind of owned the uh, the Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair promo segment, you know, last, not this, this Wednesday, but a Wednesday ago. Um, so, and then Charlotte barely does anything, and now, like, it just kind of... Okay, let me let me reset here because there's a reason that I think it's not going well, and I, I think it might be uh, maybe a disconnect between something you've mentioned before, Mike, is is if the wrestlers aren't a hundred percent on board, and it also has a wild disconnect from expectations of what the royal the Royal Rumble winner should be doing, and maybe they wasted a Royal Rumble. Um, by making sure that Charlotte won and then, you know, doing this. Like, I think they're trying to give a rub to NXT. They're trying to give a rub to Rhea. And it all seems to be, um, like, it, it just points, you know, I think things are just more obvious than ever. But it all seems to point to the Wednesday Night War, which we'll get into later. And, and it just, it feels like that's the motivation rather than being strictly building Rhea Ripley or or building the title it's more about winning the Wednesday Night War and it, it just feels too obvious now um to to let us just sit back and enjoy the story uh it, it's something that happened when I'm watching Star Wars uh the latest Star Wars where you're just you're like oh they're just trying to erase everything that happened in the last Jedi here in Rise of Skywalker like you know it's just Oh, okay. They're just trying to get you to watch NXT on Wednesdays because Charlotte Flair might show up, and I would sit here and tell you that wouldn't be reason enough for me. Um, but anyway, I the the promo was another issue on Monday Night Raw that was also pretty blah. Where uh, so this is the night after she attacks uh, Rhea Ripley after Rhea retains her title against Bianca Belair, and it really could have just been we already know what the fuck's going on. I don't need an official statement we should have and and we probably should have saved it for nxt right i don't know okay but i guess i, I, I yeah. i'm still going i you, you don't see you don't seem to be no i just um i i kind of like i like the i like the theory of it i like the idea of them trying to build up nxt and showing that it is um equal footing to ron smackdown so what they do is they take the biggest most highly pushed woman, you know, in all of WWE. And they're going to, you know, use her to prop up Ripley. Um, I kind of, I think that the the entire story would have been better off um, with a really hot Raw crowd. Um, I, I don't think NXT, you know, would have the, the kind of volume that we need to really get this over. I, I think that there could have been something... A little more effective uh, on Monday Night Raw to to really um, bring this home with because... with Rhea in attendance. You mean? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Rhea being there, um, I think it's it's great for Charlotte to be in that. You know, now she's she's Roman Reigns in the Royal Rumble. In essence, you know, he's always there as a prop to get other people over. Um, what Cena's been doing recently, you know, getting other people over. Um, you know, using that uh, name recognition and getting over a young star. Right. I think that they're at that point with Charlotte. Um, it's just, like, for example, I think we're going to have really three incredible matches at WrestleMania for the women. Uh, I think when they start doing the Sasha Bailey, I think that's going to be really fun. Um, Becky and Shayna, which one nugget I forgot to mention, I don't think I've ever seen Shayna look more confident in a promo. Like, she looked so giddy. Like, she looked so excited to, like, say her script. Um, it, it felt super, you know, uh, loose. It felt natural. Um, and it felt like an authentic, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, belief by Shayna of what she was going to do, you know, come uh, WrestleMania to Becky. But, you know, Charlotte and Ripley, it's, 
I don't know if being on the mic is I'm, I'm going to back off on that statement. I'm pretty sure that their strong point for the two of those women is not being on the microphone. Um, they're all about, you know, charisma and, you know, the presence um, and the wrestling ability. And for, I, I think sorry, that's for, the only for, I think that's the only tough part of this build is that I think the best part is going to be the fin- the finished product. I think that the toughest part for us to kind of kind of grind towards where the other two matches I think are going to be fine. You're going to have that best friend uh, break up between Sasha and Bailey. You're going to have Shayna, who's suddenly confident on the mic, and Becky, who's arguably one of the better women on the mic. And then you have this this feud where I don't I don't think either of them are would say that the mic stuff is their is their best quality. So I think this is just the one that's going to be the best match. And I, I, it could honestly be like a main event at WrestleMania. Why? Well, I, I, the, the only, and we'll move on. I, I would just say, in my opinion, I, I enjoy Rhea Ripley's promos. It is Charlotte's that I just will never, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand like, the tones yeah, the and the deliberate weird cadence inflection. you definitely yeah, got a cadence is terrible it's not for everybody yeah all right so uh mike do you want to talk about aj styles i, I kind of like what you brought up here is a good a good talking point yeah because here's i'll pose the question to you matt um his promo on monday he was just you know naming off you know i'm aj styles you know maybe i'll fight scott hall maybe i'll fight kevin nash maybe i'll fight paul Hogan. and he's you know naming all these people including Shawn michaels <laughs> And, you know, all that stuff's kind of cute. Any of those clowns who get in the ring, you know, they're all has-beens, and AJ would make them look like a billion bucks. That's fine. But uh, just to this point, you know, when we look back and say, wow, you know, we never really got Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair at WrestleMania. Isn't that insane? Yeah. Um, Two of the greatest, you know, stars of all time never did it. Um, (laughs) And they, uh, well, you know, they never wrestled. We don't know about the other thing. But... Um, you know, like a Creed Bratton on The Office. There's a lot of mud. You know, it's possible a man slipped in. So anyway, <laughs> what we're looking at here, um, it's not just, you know, which legend would you like to see AJ Styles face? Because I don't, I think they'd all be equal for me because it would just be an AJ Styles match and how he could get somebody else over. Right. And his past couple manias, you know, he doesn't have a huge mania resume. He hasn't been here very long. Um, you know, he's fought Shane McMahon. He's fought Jericho. Um, the Shinsuke match was, you know, we we're all dying for it. And then, you know, it wasn't one of their greatest hits. So, Matt, here's the quest- question I posed to you. You know, when we think about, man, I, I, you know what? I want to go back. I want to see who, you know, these these big manias, like Hogan and Andre. You know, even Hogan and The Rock. Those are two incredible matches, right? Right. Um, just true spectacles. And AJ, one of the greatest wrestlers, I'm going to say it, of all time. He's that good. If you're skimming the WWE Network in five years, and you're looking back at all these Mania cards when it's supposed to be, you know, the showcase of the Immortals, what matchup right now, like a feasible one right now, with people the age they are, the ability they are, would make you stop and watch the AJ match from this year's WrestleMania? Well, uh, I'd love to give this the time it deserves. <laughs> I try to do a lot of preamble so you can prepare yourself. Yeah, uh, <laughs> appreciate the attempt. Uh, well, you know, I think my point there is that I, I could throw out a name right now, but um, you know, do uh, this. I mean, this really could go in so many different directions. Uh, I I always want to venture into NXT first, and I I I've just been such a huge I don't know backer of the whole having the uh, the original club go up against Undisputed Era. I really would want to see Adam Cole versus AJ Styles before it's all said and done, especially when we know AJ only has what maybe a a year or two left. Um, yeah. And if it's not that, then I mean. It's 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 the word spoken by this individual where he said, you know, if the money was there, I'd do it. And he's even said it as recently as, as uh, this past fall, which we all know what started this past fall, but it was Kenny Omega. 
So I I would just I think I'd throw that out there and I I think um what we just saw the rumor that Triple H is trying to get Kota Ibushi over here. So I think even though we can go back and watch it on uh you know New Japan's catalog, I think that would be fun too to watch at at WrestleMania. Uh yeah. Wrestle Kingdom's huge, but I mean I'm sorry. I know people are going to you know get all pissy about this but i mean russell kingdom's no wrestlemania that's 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 the long and short of it uh all right so what do you got mike i uh i would say one of two people uh one of them i'm kind of thinking about that 2002 the rock versus hulk hogan i've watched that match multiple times knowing hulk hogan can't wrestle at that point and it was still just one of the greatest shows i've ever seen where the first Two and a half minutes are just the two of them standing, you know, jaw to jaw, you know, looking around the crowd as they're both, you know, there's dueling Rocky Hogan chants. It's 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 wow. a spectacle. AJ versus Hulk um, Hogan. No, I, I get it. I'm on board. <laughs> no, uh, what I would do is uh, if, you know, we've already seen him, you know, whore himself out to Saudi Arabia, you would either get the heartbreak kid, you know, the guy who inspired AJ. Hey, you can't pick that. Hey. I said anybody who's at this time right now. You when you oh my god. Okay, keep going. Uh, Because I think it would be that kind of that kind of spectacle, like The Rock versus Hogan. Uh, Because it's not like The Rock was a spring chicken when they did that match either. He was kind of towards the end, Um, and AJ's kind of towards the end. And then it would be you know the legend. Uh, The other match, I think you're you know nail right on the head. Uh, If we had the club versus undisputed era i i think sometimes you got to strike while the iron's hot and this card is already shaping up to be incredible um you know brock mcintyre um uh 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 you know the women's matches that we we already went over uh randy orton versus edge it's it's just going to be an incredible show and i think if you're going to pull the trigger on undisputed era why not have them come up you know, and, and pull on God's, you know, uh, coattails, you know, have Adam Cole go up against AJ. I, I think that would be the best money match. Yeah. And I mean, if there's a couple other names to throw out there, I, I really, cause would... you know, another one I, before you said Adam Cole, cause you know, you, 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 you get the credit for that one. At this point, I would just be like, man, if Ricochet, if you're ever going to figure it out, you, you got to figure it out against AJ. And if you want to, if you want to be the next, you know, Rey Mysterio with the mask off, you know, like that next guy who, you know, wins the kids out over and sells a bunch of merchandise, this is your shot, man. You got to you got to make it work against AJ. All right. Let me let me let me put the kibosh on that one. Um the reason that Hulk Hogan and The Rock was so great is because they they were the promo masters. Uh if you're talking about Ricochet figuring it out, that's him getting a whole new persona and speaking voice probably (laughs) i just uh there's so much that the rock and hulk hogan don't even need to like try at and they're they're gonna be able to sell sell their match better than ricochet ever will and ricochet is an amazing talent so is shorty g uh (laughs) (laughs) but that's where like aj AJ's a little guy, but he's still got the voice. He's got the tenacity. Um, I mean, think about Shawn Michaels' voice. Jesus. I, I talked about casting uh, when the show first started all the time, and that's why I thought Drew McIntyre was perfect to, to go up against Brock Lesnar a year ago. Uh, and here he's finally getting that shot. But I, I just... Ricochet, to me, he is amazing to watch, and he'll have his moment. Like, he, he will become a champion eventually, I, I, I'm i pretty sure. But he's never... And, and and unfortunately, I sound like JR right now, um, the way that I'm talking about poor Ricochet. But I, I just... I think you gotta have the total package. Like, you gotta, you gotta be able to speak, too. Like, it, and it has to sometimes connect with just your god-given i don't want to say talent but just your traits like yeah you know 
one quick thing too. I, I just wish that he would learn. I'm, I'm pretty sure I've heard Triple H and Shawn Michaels, you know, mention this too, because it's not like you and I have ever been in the ring. But uh, just saying, like, it would just be nice if Ricochet just slowed down just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, because it's kind of like with the Bruce Lee thing. Like he had to slow down his punches because they went so fast. People were like, oh, like they didn't see it, so it didn't even look like it hurt. Um, like if he could kind of channel. Hawk a little bit who knows how to be you know more deliberate with his striking um how to build up to the high flying stuff so it makes it seem more punishing ricochet does so many quick maneuvers in in so little time it just looks like a bunch of bunts instead of one big home run swing i i, I can get on board with that but i i think there's another i mean to to bring up Pac, he's another guy with just an amazing voice to to sell a wrestling match like he he sounds like he should be in lord of the rings as one of the dwarves you know taking down smog like i it's just unfortunately sometimes with ricochet uh and guys like ricochet and dolph ziggler it's just the voice is just gonna hold you back um and i love everybody knows i love ziggler go through my 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 dresser drawer right now the the most wrestling t-shirts you will find uh or the the superstar with the most t-shirts blah 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 blah, blah. it's Dolph Ziggler uh actually Drew's catching up now that I have the the Drew McIntyre huge wiener uh t-shirt <laughs> but uh <laughs> which I think is hilarious uh but yeah I, I mean that let we we can move on but it also was unfair of you to mention Shawn michaels when bringing up the question and kind of poo-pooing the idea of him fighting an old guy and then your pick is goddamn fucking Shawn michaels you fucking I cheater i just said you had to pick somebody right now yeah, as they are i guess i guess you didn't cheat but i think you cheated Anyway, as a, as a special treat, you can pick the next stop. Well, speaking of Ricochet, Mike, uh, we got Super Showdown a week from today. At a week from right now, actually, the show's over. Um, so in our next episode, we'll we'll be covering Super Showdown. What a treat! Um, we've got Lesnar and Rick. I I just picked two matches. There's there's a few, but uh, who gives a shit? There's, there's a- only two worth a damn. A- AJ Styles yeah. is gonna win that tournament, so he can help sell himself against the Undertaker or maybe maybe Shawn Michaels. Um, but we've got Lesnar and Ricochet, and then the Fiend versus Goldberg. Uh, Mike, this is as easy as it gets. Who who you got? Uh, I mean, Lesnar is gonna just one hundred percent annihilate Ricochet. I don't I don't even know why they're doing this match. The only one that I think. At this point, the only person I would pick to defeat the Fiend is Goldberg, and it's just because he always gets the most puzzling booking decisions, whether he's squashing Kevin Owens, uh, squashing Lesnar multiple times. Uh, I mean, he's not going to win, but this is the only person I could pick where I'd go, well, maybe. Yeah, could you, um, could you imagine? It's, it's not an ability thing. <laughs> it's just the way they like booking him. Yeah, could you imagine like what they did with Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins, and then f- fucking Goldberg comes back for one match and takes <laughs> out the Fiend? No, this has to, it has to, you know the this is a complete waste if if Goldberg doesn't have some sort of you know he's got to have some change in his character persona or like maybe he'll just never come back kind of thing. Um, I don't know. I. Or he might not wrestle. Maybe he won't even wrestle as the Fiend. Maybe he'll just wrestle as you know the Funhouse Bray Wyatt or some dumb crap. God, I don't know. Oh, that that's almost worse. Uh, I mean, if he won as Bray Wyatt, that would be amazing. Um, <laughs> goes out there skipping just, and waving at everybody. Yeah. Um. One quick thing, cause I, I'm I'm done with Super Showdown. If you are, yep. I'm done. Yeah. Uh, one cool thing with McIntyre, Matt. Uh, when he now they have him kind of mucking around with MVP who. You know, it's another one of those great guys on the mic. Um, I think he should probably manage, you know, like maybe Bobby Lashley or somebody like that. Um, I just wanted to say that McIntyre has had such a, a roller coaster career, uh, mostly just going downhill. But finally, it feels like he's getting his big break. And you and I talked on Monday about after he uh, claymored MVP – there's just this great moment when he was pinning MVP, getting the one, two, three. 
and the crowd had just finished doing his countdown with with animated fervor, I'll say. Three, two, one, bang! And then they all counted the, the three count. And McIntyre's head popped up for that pin. And I don't think it's part of his new character, Matt. I think he was genuinely touched with joy that, my God, this is what has been supposed to have been happening for years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looked so touched. Like that, my God, it's, everything's coming up McIntyre. It's finally, it's happening. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to win at WrestleMania. Like he, 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 you know, he had that same face at the Royal Rumble, Matt. Uh, and I just, I think you're doing yourself a disservice. If you listen to this show, you're like Matt, you're like me, you're like Amy D, and you love McIntyre. You need to watch Royal Rumble Day of. WWE makes a lot of mistakes on that network, but the documentaries they do are really well produced. And they follow around a couple people who are either making returns or, you know, from, you know, like Edge. Uh, you know, you get to follow Naomi around, you know, with her new look. And then you get to see McIntyre just kind of trying to take the day in. And then after the Royal Rumble, just, just like navel gazing and shaking his head like he can't believe all the garbage she had to fight through just, you know, uh, God, what's that classic Greek myth? Uh, the guy just constantly pushing the boulder uphill and it feels like he's finally pushed that goddamn boulder out of the way and he's at the top. I just, this show would be remiss. And I think you need to watch that. It's, it's maybe 30 minutes of your life and it just really lets you learn about, you know, drew the person. And it, it was, it was, it's really good material, Matt. I don't know. Did you get to catch it or no? No, but they, they, they showed it after, um, uh, takeover on Sunday. No, but before you mentioned that, I was, I was going to bring up to everybody that, um, he, he had a wonderful interview, uh, from it, it popped up on WWE's Facebook feed, but it was, it was from Scotland. It was a news reporter from Scotland that then the, the video went, uh, went through WWE but yeah to see him like still trying to process everything like that that was that was fantastic so this is post royal rumble who knows maybe maybe it's even an hour past the show ending but he's in a hallway all by himself with him and just this one reporter which i just can't believe that you and i can't get media passes and somehow one random guy from scotland is back there (laughs) interviewing drew (laughs) mcintyre in an empty hallway that means there's nobody else around to interview Drew except for this one guy. Anyway, um, it was just beautiful. And he, he mentioned everything that you're talking about right now where it's like, this is what it was supposed to be. And this is what I have now. Like, um, you know, they, they bring up the how the schedule is about to get ramped up. And it's beautiful to see the twinkle in his eye because he wants it. He wanted it so bad. Like this... It's a guy that that's getting this this opportunity, and he's he's loved wrestling his entire life, and yeah. he loved it so hard, Mike, that as we all know, he had to jump ship and travel the world and show the WWE that he could do it, and maybe that was even maybe maybe they he they gave him some advice of like, hey, you know what, this is just gonna help you get better even if it means getting better in the eyes of the fans. But either way, man, he this this guy's earned it. I I, I talk about the things that are, are, are parts of becoming a pro wrestler or things that you deliver as a pro wrestler that you can't help, you can't change. He's got the voice. He's got the looks. He's, you know, 12 feet tall. Uh, he's got, now he's, you know, just got the the, this, the hybrid wrestler ability that we've been talking about with Keith Lee and Dijakovic. Drew McIntyre's leading the way with that, and I can't wait to see a triple threat with those three guys for the title. But I I just so you can't you can't change that. But um, you know, effort is something that you can change, and goddamn, has he earned it? Uh, uh yeah, I, I mean everybody knows I love Drew, so we 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 can finish the episode just going ahead and gushing about Drew. I remember the first time that he got called up with no. <laughs> uh, 
No, I'm, I'm, I'm just really glad it's working out for them. This doesn't feel like a, a flash in the pan. It feels like they're, they're, the, like the crowd reactions, and the way he's, uh, um, uh, just, like, just blossomed. Yeah. It's it's rewarding WWE for finally going all in on this guy. Like he he's not crumbling under the pressure. He's actually stepping up and improving. And just the like the confident. He's just radiating confidence. Um, so when he's in the ring with other people, uh, you can tell um, the the crowd is just organically loving this guy. They like they can't wait to see him succeed. This is just a great story I, i'm so excited for drew i'm so excited to see what happens at wrestlemania i'm also scared to see what happens at wrestlemania um should he you know go down in defeat but at least we're getting this build matt before we move on to the wednesday night wars that's how i usually like to uh, finish these shows out um there's just an incredibly high likelihood that we're putting the bellas in the hall of fame and i just wondered if you had any real um you know, uh, rocking your shoe about putting them in there. I mean, this is a Hall of Fame that's already included people like, you know, Coco Beware and Pete Rose. So, I mean, the the criteria to get in is it doesn't seem to be very uh, demanding. But is there any is there any rack in your shoe that like, you wouldn't want to put them th- in there? This is the third, since the show started, this is the third Hall of Fame, uh, I don't know, that we're covering. I, I'll just put it as that, like the, the third hall of fame induction ceremony so that includes everybody being announced as inductees and mike for the third straight year i'm gonna tell you i don't give a fuck (laughs) it is it means it means nothing it's another it's a tv show it's i i won't watch it uh it's it's so that they can just get people to tune in and watch these speeches if the speech is good sure i I will i'll go back and and watch it probably on facebook but yeah this uh that you don't actually earn a hall of fame spot there's guys that should be in the hall of fame that aren't in it so then what does it truly mean to be in this hall of fame well it means that you're a friend of vince mcmahon uh you help to make money and you have a recognizable enough name that you're gonna help sell tickets and have people watch your show on usa the night before wrestlemania i i'm mike i i i don't know if i hope you're not mad that that was my opinion on this but i just i i it would be silly of me to go into year three of brothers of discussion and go goddamn fucking bellas making it to the hall of fame that shit that that is by by the grace of god that that building or the the hall of fame has been created only the likes of hulk hogan and rick flair no, uh, uh, it's just it's just kind of funny because they usually when you get inducted, you know, you come out, do a speech, do your catchphrase, you know, strike your tableau, and then you know the next person comes out, and both the Bellas are going to be pregnant for that. So nice. <laughs> yeah, I hope they still do the weird little booty shake, and then you know, have pregnant bellies when they turn around. <laughs> It'll be kind of funny. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's the one thing i would like is that <laughs> maybe you know i don't need the bellas in the hall of fame so much but can we retire the brie mode song Aww. just never hear it again um that <laughs> that brings us to uh the end of the show here where we talk about the wednesday night wars the top three moments or is it the beginning from NXT of the show and aew <laughs> Matt, i did the preamble so that means you get to tell us moment number three from nxt this week all right so some people are going to hear this and there's going to be a lot of bias in my number three compared to what i wrote as number five and number four number five i'm sorry that i'm doing this because i i think if you had done this i'd be mad at you number five is keith lee and dijakovic getting to face off again uh that's number five because i was just personally excited about it but the promo was kind of weak from dijakovic uh number four broserweights and then uh, birch and uh, lorkin um yeah fantastic match go go and watch that uh but number three my grizzled young vets taking down joaquin wild and raul mendoza a couple of guys that have been fighting each other for weeks are paired up as a tag team why because they're about to get squashed and mike i'm a fan of a good squash but even better is 
listening to my my lovely grizzled young vets um and of course zach gibson uh who who's got just this newfound hate uh for us americans and maybe not newfound but now we get to hear it more often than ever since he's left nxt uk and has joined the nxt roster mike um we just like the forgotten sons have been forgotten uh and 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 there's there's you know what there's been so many tag teams coming in and out of nxt but there is no tag team that has got the wrestling acumen down and the ability to cut an amazing promo down i i just this is going to be fantastic uh you know i i think i told you i i would have preferred them to win the uh the dusty classic over the broser weights i'm fine with actually what happened now because now the broser weights are starting to look stronger um with each each passing week i i, I love the uh the birch and lurkin uh victory because it just kind of felt like uh you know, those were guys that were kind of owning the tag division or at least having some success over the last couple of years. So now they're taking that next step over them uh, as they try to, you know, still become a, a, a team. But the Grizzled Young Vets just hold a special place in my heart. And those promos are always, uh, I mean, calling us all neckbeards. I, I just, uh, it was it was so great. I, I loved it so much. The only thing is the NXT producer uh should have had one of the cameramen close in on one of those neckbeards because y- you know you know that full sail arena is full of neckbeards so just just find one of them do a close-up have them giggle about it that would have been great uh mike you're number three yeah which i was uh, very surprised i could see your number three this is this was i kind of i don't know all right go ahead no um <laughs> It was a, I think it was a really great match. Uh, it was Omega and Paige uh, fighting the the Lucha Bros. I, I'm just, I put it lower than it probably deserves because it it, really, it was a really high quality match. I just, it's Omega and Paige. I, they should not be doing this. They they shouldn't be the champions. They should have better things to do because they they should be the single stars that run this company. Um. And to, you know, kind of do this match, like, on a, on a weekly episode of AEW, you know, especially with, you know, what's around the corner with the uh, the next pay-per-view there. Um, I, I really love watching Lucha Bros matches. So I would have preferred to see the Lucha Bros, you know, win the opening night um, uh, Battle Royale, you know, and, and have a, a higher stakes match instead of, I know the build is, you know, they want to do an entire elite match, which... Woo, get ready to count the spots. If you're doing <laughs> shots for shots for spots, you're going to be dead in the first 30 seconds. I love that. Um, <laughs> but, um, I mean, this was an A-plus, you know, four men who are incredibly gifted at professional wrestling. And when I say gifted, I know that they've toiled for years, you know, in bingo halls to be these incredible physical specimens that we get to watch on TNT. Um so, I mean, of the other matches I'm going to put in my top two, this was easily the best one if you're going to dedicate, you know, 15 minutes of your life to watch AEW. <laughs> watch this. But I'm just saying, like, going forward, storyline-wise, um, it kind of bummed me out because I wanted to see this with, you know, more on the line. Matt, what was your number two moment here? Mo- number two moment for NXT. Mike, I'm giving some hot takes here. You ready? My number right. two was not the main, or I'm sorry, my number one was not the main event. Jesus, I'm so dumb. Because uh, my number two was the main event. Oh, God. Uh, Velveteen Dream and Roddy Strong going at it. And, of course, Undisputed Era uh, attacking Dream at the end. It, it, to me, it was it was fun to watch, and it was good to see Dream again. And I loved uh, Moro again and again reminding us that this is Velveteen Dream on the USA Network, and it it's it's one of those things too where we kept begging um or i I kept thinking that velveteen was even gonna show up at the royal rumble um but they're they're kind of pushing that fact that you know what he 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 can still help sell this brand and 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 do a good job on wednesday nights but uh everything was just a little too predictable i i did like the fighting spirit that velveteen brought um and it really did look like you know this was him teaching teaching roddy a lesson in so many different ways uh yeah. and it, it was 
it was kind of refreshing too to see to see the face like come in pretty cocky and you know even making the the statements about roddy's wife uh, of course marina shafir and his kid and still getting the victory but even then it, it was kind of like it made sense that he was going to get the victory because uh ue was going to come out and, and spoil everything anyway uh which they did so that I, it was fun to watch but it's my number two because i just felt it was a little too too predictable uh mike your number two yeah, I'm going to say my number two was uh, Jeff Cobb's initiation into AEW. Uh, he had his debut match against uh, John Moxley, of all people. Mike, you're doing a uh, you're you're swerving here because that's not what you wrote in your notes. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, no, I I just I one of my favorite things about AEW is when they do the little winks and nods, you know, uh, for people who watch way too much wrestling like we do. Um, and the way they build Jeff Cobb, the way that they told Jr. to sell him, you know, on the on the TV broadcast is, well, you know, he's out there, he's a, a suplexing machine, and you don't you don't see a lot of you know guys his size, his shape, you know, that that kind of strength on the suplexes. And Matt back on commentary for this match was Taz, the <laughs> suplexing fiend himself. And it was just such a cute little wink nod. And Jeff Cobb, if you kind of squint, he does look like Rhino. But I think he wrestles more like Taz, um, you know, because Rhino basically was a one trick. You know, he's going to, you know, run into you like a football player where Taz, you know, had the ability. Uh, you know, Cobb is actually a legitimate Olympic, former Olympic wrestler. Um, so I think he's really going to be an asset for this company. Um, and then he got the added comedy of uh, when Cobb came out right, you know, right on his heels was the rest of the inner circle. And Jericho came out to watch the match. Showing the ushers that he had a ticket, which is why he was allowed to be at ringside. Yeah. Um, you know, instead of the usual, you know, let's crowd the ring. He was, you know, sitting at ringside with, you know, Guevara and Jack Hager, who I thought was going to be the muscle of the group, but now it looks like he's been replaced by Jeff Cobb. It definitely made me think of Toy Story where, you know, uh, Woody's been replaced by Buzz. Because Cobb is definitely the sexier of the two as far as wrestling goes. Man, <laughs> uh, what is your number one moment of NXT? What was able to unseat the main event of Dream vs. Roddy? Well, I already gushed about my other uh, NXT UK favorites, which would be the Grizzled Young Vets. So I got to give even more love to Jordan Devlin and Leo Rush kicking the night off with just... A, I, I just... This should have been on TakeOver. This was a fantastic match. That would have been a great opportunity for Devlin to, like, take his star to another level. Um, I, I think Devlin has this opportunity now to take the Cruiserweight title and put it into another... I, I just... He's... He's got the great promos. He He's such a shitty little heel sometimes. I know right now they're not really giving him too much opportunity with that i do want to see that increase but if you have to believe in the pro wrestling god damn did they put on a show in the first match of the night um kind of one of those things now where uh we, we saw the parallels uh or we see the parallels forming of wcw versus wwe in the monday night wars and what 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 certain segments would seem to kick off the night or you know that that's how we get like the top promo or uh, the biggest guy in the company uh leads off your show now it kind of looks like you do a close to five star match to start every episode <laughs> of either aew or nxt and this was just another continuation of that fact and in my opinion uh but mike what was your number one Adrenaline is in my soul. Every thought out of control. Do it all to get them off the feet. I'm sorry, man. It was Cody. Uh, when that dude comes out, I don't know what, what it is. The, it's it's not The Rock, obviously. There's only one The Rock. But something about this guy in AEW building his own goddamn wrestling show and setting up these larger-than-life Main events. He just he knows how to do the theater of it. Um, and the note I put here was Cody theatrics and Top Cage moonsault. <laughs> it wasn't even a great moonsault. He kind of missed. 
Um, I kind of, you know, you can kind of blame Ward, Wardlow because Cody's flying backwards blind. Uh, my man, you got to get in position to take a bump. I'm sorry. Yep. Um, but just Cody hitting crossroads and it not being enough. And so he does that thing where he just kind of slowly tilts his head back and looks up at the top of the cage, knowing what he's going to have to do to end a freaking cage match. Uh, but he didn't disappoint. He just, he understands like the beauty of what pro wrestling is like getting, I know he's producing himself, but he knew how to produce himself um, to really sell this story. And the, the crowd just loved it. Um, earlier in this, uh, in this Wednesday night war segment, I talked about the winks and nods. Um, there's an instance where the, you know, it's a cage match. He's uh, Cody's fighting MJF's crony Wardlow. Um, the cage door breaks open. Uh, JR reminds us, you can't win by falling out of the cage. We're only going to give you a win with a pin or submission. Great. Cody's head is sticking out of that doorway. The door is just hanging, inviting somebody to come and smash into Cody's face. And MJF starts to walk up. And then Art Anderson walks up. And then MJF kind of backs up. And then he goes to Arn and he says, Do it, Arn! Smash it on his head! Just like you did to his dad. And then it was something that the crowd is not going to hear unless you're right next to them. But on the TV broadcast, you're like, holy shit, that's a pretty good point. Maybe <laughs> it's going to turn on him. And then you see Arn kind of like, oh, man. Like he, he, like he's, you know, thrown back in a World War II. You know, he's having his PTSD like, oh, man, maybe I should destroy his kid. <laughs> and then... And then, you know, uh, you know, uh, rounds were righted and he, you know, ends up hitting MJF. But still, they, they just that those little details are, are one of the things that I do I do genuinely enjoy about the AEW production. So um, it deserved to be the main event. It, it makes Cody look like just a, a, a transcendent superstar. Um, and you can give big moments to people. Um Obviously, he's giving them to himself. But what I'm trying to say is that you have to really earn a big moment and then, you know, like kind of take the ball and run with it, as Stone Cold always likes to say. And these moments would not mean as much, and the crowd would not sing along, you know, doing the adrenaline in myself. <laughs> they wouldn't do that if Cody didn't, didn't know how Cartman to sell was it. The lead singer that you guys, this is a kid. Uh, <laughs> Those, they wouldn't hit home if it wasn't for Cody's performance. So all these, you know, Cody doing the blood spot, Cody doing the moonsault, Cody slowly looking up, Cody putting his head out in the doorway. Uh, I, he's just, he's sitting on all cylinders right now, and it's it's a treat to be here for this guy's prime. So that's my number one moment. Well, I think you did a good job switching it up, unless you were just trying to, like, throw me for a loop. But I really do think... Uh, I mean, your your excitement and your passion definitely sells it for me. Uh, Mike, winner again, uh, NXT. No, I'm kidding. Uh, AEW definitely, I, I think, took yeah, this I one. Think they uh, that I, was... I try to watch both, too. Um, I, yeah, I had more fun with AEW this week. Yeah, there, this is, uh, we've said it before. This is definitely a, a pro wrestling show, top to bottom. Uh, and like I said, the, like the, the promo moments for NXT this week. Just uh, grizzled young vets were great, uh, but I, I don't need to see Keith Lee. Yeah, and I thought Dij- Champas were kind of weak. Adam Coles was kind of weak. Yeah, Di- yeah. Dijakovic and Keith Lee, which I I just love that feud, and it's exactly what I wanted. With the they'd face off a million times. Um, just kind of weak that Keith Lee says, "Hey, talk to William Regal, make it happen," and then Dijakovic yeah. just kind of let's fight forever. Like what? Come on. Yeah. Just... That's like the, it's almost as bad as if he he said, you know what, Keith Lee, when we fight, this is awesome. <laughs> you still got it. <laughs> um. All right, folks. Well, uh, we we love that you're still here with us. You you still got it. <laughs> uh, keep uh, what what do we say here? Keep on uh, keep, keep up, right off into keep, the sunset. Uh, Don't fall stop. Keep it on. Keep up yeah. with the Brothers of Discussion at BODpodcast.com, BrothersofDiscussion.com, and uh, on Twitter at BODpodcast, uh, Instagram, Brothers underscore of underscore discussion, and uh, go to our, our anchor page. You can find all the new podcast uh, services that we're a part of, and uh, just great to know that we have never been listened to 
more or in different spots around the world thanks uh thanks to anchor so thank you anchor yeah uh i mean this is where you want to be man this show you know why we gonna talk to you about work rate we talk about big meaty man with big 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 muscles slapping meat yeah there you go So I'll see you next week to talk about big meaty man slapping meat. Yeah, we'll wrap up your super showdown. Oh, that was a yawn. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs>